Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, uh, and I'm here to give you this week's Weekly Mindset. As per usual, I am joined by my fairy co-host Slade, uh, and his sister Onyx is around as well, so uh, these guys may contribute in their own special way. But as we get started today, uh, what I want to talk about is a message from a video that Tiger Shulman's put out on our YouTube channel uh, about a week or so ago. And um, the, first of all, the video is entitled Moment of Truth. And it tells the story firsthand for, of Sensei Michael Marchand, who, uh, in my opinion, is one of the best instructors in Tiger Shulman's. I've known him for 20 some odd years. He's known me since I was 16 years old. Uh, we used to do this... Um, we used to do this festival on Long Island called the Balloon Festival, and it's like a hot air balloon festival. And uh, he started his training here out on Long Island. He was part of the, one of the schools out here on Long Island. And every year he would come, and he would kind of be the, the master of ceremonies of this balloon festival. And I was always a part of the demonstrations, so I knew him for a great many years there. Um, he used to bust my chops even then, not that that has stopped to this day. But nonetheless... Um, as it tells his story, and it's a really harrowing story, it's a completely true story. The video is about 20 minutes long. It's really, really well put together by this great director. Um, I strongly suggest that you guys watch it. I have watched it multiple times, and um, I feel like I know someone that I, I look up to. I feel like I know him even better now, and I feel like I look up to him even more now uh, than I did even before knowing, all, not that I didn't know his story, but knowing all the details of his story, because I didn't know all the details, but now knowing that many more. So nonetheless, uh, the video ends with him talking to his class, and it's that mindset that he talks about that I, I, want, to, I want to explore a little further. That's the mindset I want to talk about for this week. So to that end, talking to his class, Sensei Marchand is talking about the, uh, uh, the two types of problems that we have in our lives. And one type of problem is the type of problem that we create ourselves. The second type of problem is that the problems that others create for us. Now, he, he goes on to say that the problems that we create for ourselves are way easier. Because if you created something, you know how to uncreate it, right? If you open the door, you know how to close it, right? There's so many great ways that you can go on and fix your own problems if you're open-minded enough to admit your own folly. See, that's the first part, is admitting that you're the one in control. And that is often the more difficult part. Now, he goes on to talk about the problems that other people create for us. And he goes, those are a little harder. But the worst thing that we can do is view ourselves as a victim of those problems. Now that's the part I want to explore a little bit further. So we have all been the victim of other of problems that other people created, right? I mean, think about it this way. Just look at the past two years. The circumstances that were created by COVID-19 and all the reactions to it, positive, negative, uh, publicly, privately, government, you name it. All of the reactions from it and so forth. 
all of that stuff, none of us created it. I'm sure, the, you know, we, we could get into where it all came from. But the thing is, there were so few things that we were legitimately in control of when it came to the circumstances and problems that came from that. I mean, I look at so many parents that their kids, uh, you know, suddenly weren't able to go in school, to school in person and how that changed their lives. Right? How, you know, certain people had jobs that were not deemed essential and how that changed their lives. How certain people used to commute to an office every single day and now they're working from their living room and how that changed their lives. And that change, we weren't in control of the problem itself. But it's that change that's the important part. See, it's, it's the problem that most people have when it creates, when life creates the problems it invariably is going to create is we view ourselves so often as powerless in the situation, as victims of circumstance, as victims of other people. Now, here's the thing. Sure, if we, if we look up the textbook definition, are you a victim? Yes, 100%. Right, someone steals your car, you're a victim of that. Right? We were all a victim of what COVID-19 did to the world. Right? There's great many circumstances and actions of others and actions of you know, even other, whole other countries and stuff that we are all victims of. The problem is not in the being a victim. Right? The problem is in viewing ourselves as a victim. Because once we view ourselves as a victim, a victim is powerless in that situation. To understand this idea a little further, I want you to take yourself out of the situation. I want you to think about every good movie, like a horror movie or whatever, where somebody gets kidnapped. Right? And when that bad guy, when that villain has kidnapped that person, that person that they've kidnapped, yes, they're a victim, 100%. But their victim is powerless in the situation. Right? Their victim almost always is powerless to escape, or at least that's the way they feel in the beginning. And in some movies, uh, those people are rescued by others. Others come in and uh, they rescue that victim from the horrible villain and they save that person. And that's always great. Uh, unfortunately, not, we don't always have that other person there to come in and save us from whatever the circumstance is that we are literally a victim of. Instead, we have to be like the other type of, uh, of kidnapping victim in the movie. The other type of kidnapping victim in the movie, they empower themselves. They find and, and learn that they are the ones who have the power to free themselves in this situation, that they can't wait for somebody else because things that are even worse might happen if they do. And they gather the courage, and they muster the strength, and they find a plan and, and motivation, and, and they conquer their fear. And they push themselves beyond the, their victim status. Right? They go from victim to hero. See, that's the transition that is the important thing I wanted to focus on this week. When we focus on ourselves as victims, when that's what we think of ourselves as, then we are powerless to make a change. We are powerless to adapt. And that mentality of being a victim 
paralyzes us. It keeps us in place. Right? We, we, we see this all the time in people of all different circumstances. Right? You see two people with the exact same problem. And some people take it and they get beaten down by it. And they are defeated by it. They allow themselves to sit in the victim role. Right? And they cry, woe is me. And the circumstance, the problem that life or someone else has dealt them, it conquers them. Others don't. Others say, okay, this is what it is. This is my circumstance now. How am I going to improvise, adapt, and overcome? And that person finds a way. I'll give you an example. Obviously, these past two years have been extraordinarily difficult on businesses. And I'm going to use the Main Street of my hometown as an example. Because on Main Street, we have a ton of restaurants. Like literally in my hometown, if there is a type of food and you want it, you can find a restaurant for it. I, I really can't think of anything that we're missing. To that end, during the lockdowns and everything during COVID, indoor seating, which was a tremendous draw for these restaurants, was shut down. And there were some restaurants who waited for other people to help them. They were victims of the circumstance. Now, every restaurant was a victim of circumstance, but some identified themselves completely as a victim of circumstance. And they tried to keep their same business model. And they put out whatever outdoor seating the town would let them. And, you know, one day a week, the town was, letting, was shutting down Main Street so they could do dining outdoors in the street, which was nice. But if you were a restaurant that had seven nights a week that you were, had people dining in, and now instead you had six tables outside and you had, you know, one day a week where you could put 10 tables outside. How are you going to be able to make the same level of success, the same level of business that you did previously? It, it just wouldn't work. What happened on the other hand, there were some businesses, some restaurants that had zero takeout program before the lockdowns. They had nothing. I'm not talking about like DoorDash or Uber Eats. I'm talking about they didn't have access to a takeout menu. You couldn't order online. They didn't, there were some that didn't even have to-go boxes. Like they didn't make their food to go. And now, there are, some of those businesses have completely revolutionized their business. There's one restaurant, restaurant I'm thinking of in particular. And they were a bar, essentially, with a little bit of food. And now, they're the best takeout spot in town, in my opinion. Literally had food from there last night. Like, in my opinion, best takeout spot in the town. Um, I think they have really, really good food. Could we call it the best food uh, on, on the strip? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's some other places that don't do takeout or, or their stuff doesn't do takeout as well that maybe their food might be a little bit better, but their food is great and they have this fantastic takeout program now. They revamped what their business was. They took their focus off of the things they could not sell because they, their business was based on having people sit there, eat a snack and have a couple of drinks and people couldn't do that anymore. So instead, they put their focus in the kitchen and man, oh man, 
what they have done with this kitchen, what they have done with this menu, the, the place is never quiet. It was always fairly busy because it was a nice spot. Uh, the owner is great and the staff was really good. But it was, it was never as busy as it is now. It was never that busy. Like it, the food, the, 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 the food product that they've created and the fact that it, I, I'd say now, if you looked at the percentages, the pie chart that make up their revenue streams, it's got to be completely flipped. I'd imagine they probably now are making good money on, on the beverages and so forth, but they're making a tremendous amount of money now on their food. Even if the proportions are the same as they were pre-lockdown, they're making a ton more because of how much food that they're producing. Now, to that end, I look at, at people who think about their health this way too. And a great example of this, this non-victim mentality, was my grandmother. So I'll talk a little bit about her. Now, my grandmother, uh, when I say my grandmother, I'm talking about um, my, my father's mother. Um, she was the epitome of someone who did not let their circumstances defeat them. And I'd like to think it's where I got some of my, uh, my non-quitting spirit before martial arts. But nonetheless, briefly about, about my, uh, my grandmother. So my grandmother, uh, when I was 14, 13, 14 years old, was diagnosed uh, with liver cancer. And it, she had had, I believe, hepatitis B. Whichever one uh, develops liver problems, I believe that's hepatitis B. She had had that for a couple of years, um, and then she went on to develop liver cancer. And so many people get an earth-shattering diagnosis like that, and it ends their life. I don't mean that, that they die from the cancer, sure, they do eventually, but they cease living because of what's going on in their circumstance. And she did exactly the opposite. Uh, my grandmother was a tremendous fixture, fixture in her town's senior citizen club. They were going to Atlantic City, they were going up to Foxwoods, they were going to like dances and dinners, but she had cancer. Didn't matter to her. That was not about to stop her from living her life. Her and my grandfather had this philosophy. They said, life is for living. And it's for the living. It, as long as you have life, live it. And they didn't ever allow themselves to be a victim of their circumstance. Sure, they were sad when they got the initial news and all of that stuff. But what mattered was not that. What mattered was everything that they did beyond that. It was everything they did to continue to live their life the way that they prided themselves on living. That was the thing that mattered. They, again, was she literally a victim of cancer? Yes, 100%. But she never viewed herself as one. And because she never viewed herself as one, she was never, even in her last moments, <laughs> even in her last couple of weeks of life, she, uh, at the time, my, my father had to have his appendix out. It was a whole rigmarole. I remember going to visit her after school one day just to see how she was doing. And the first question out of her mouth, the first thing she asked was, when is your father coming home? 
She didn't want to tell me how she was doing. She didn't want to ask questions about how she was feeling. All she cared about in that moment was her son. Nothing else mattered more. Nothing else was more important than her child. She was never a victim. She refused to be a victim. And I see so many people who have far less serious of medical conditions and they allow themselves to be victims of their circumstance. They shift their mind into that victim place. They sh shift their mind into that place where they've got X, Y, or Z so they can't possibly. Now, an example. Now, I, I can't, you know, I... I'm not thinking of a specific example here, but more like a specific ba uh, body part. I, I get this one from parents fairly frequently, so this is an amalgamation of many parents that I've spoken to in the past when I'm giving you this example. Right? The stereotypical, I was an athlete when I was younger. I put some miles on my body. The stereotypical injury for that is I have a bad knee or I have bad knees. Now, the amount of parents that I've spoken to, that when I talk to them about training, the first words out of the mouth are, oh, I can't do that, I have bad knees. Now, mind you, whenever someone says that phrase, it's rare that they ever are able to tell you what bad knees means. Do, you know, do they, have a, a, do they have a tear in something? Do they have some other kind of joint issue? Did they have surgery? When they get, no, oh, oh, their knees hurt sometimes. Now. I actually was speaking to someone just yesterday, and um, she was explaining to me uh, that uh, you know her job does not allow her. She, you know she needs to be physically able to do the physical aspects of her job. Being sore would prevent her from really working out because if she was sore, if she couldn't move because she was sore, that she wouldn't be able to perform her job. And I'm sure you guys smelled what I smelled when I heard this. What is this? This is a person who's older, not old, but older. They haven't really exercised in their entire life at all. And the couple of times that they have exercised left them sore. Of course it did. Your body, if it's used to inactivity, gets sore when it's active. That's normal. That's very normal. But she was making a choice. She was choosing to see herself as a victim of exercise, as a victim of how out of shape she was, as a victim of how old she was. And she was trying to use it as a reason as to why she couldn't possibly exercise and get in shape. Because if she did, she'd be too sore, she couldn't do her job. There's some words for what that, that mindset is, right? And I prefer not to use words like that on my podcast. But nonetheless, if she chose to stay a victim of these mindsets, if she chose to let her mind still stay set this way, her circumstances are never going to change. See, therein lies the big problem. This is where I wanted to sum things up. The problem with viewing yourself as a victim of your circumstance. Once you view yourself as a victim of your circumstance, you're powerless. And as soon as you're powerless, you can't change anything. 
And that's the problem. Because similar to what is talked about in the moment of truth, the person that's responsible for your circumstances are you. You are the person. The person that you see in the mirror, they're the person who decides where you're at. Not because they created all your problems, not because they, they didn't create all your problems, not because any of that. Because they control the most important part, your reaction to your problems. And when you are only reacting as a victim, when you are only reacting about what was me, when you are only pulling yourself in that victim direction, how are you ever going to get out from the hole? It's never going to happen. That's why it's so important to flip that mindset. Life's going to deal us plenty. Without a doubt, life is going to deal us plenty. But if we free ourselves from that victim mentality, and instead of looking at ourselves as the victim in the movie, we view ourselves as the hero in the movie that is our life. If we view ourselves that way and realize that we can overcome any circumstance, we realize we can overcome whatever life might throw our way, whether we create it or somebody else creates it. When we realize that our choices, that our actions can lead us through anything, as soon as we realize that, you're free. You're free. What is life going to beat you down with? I can't think of anything. So I want to leave you with that thought this week. And I want you to free yourself from that victim mentality. Go out and when circumstances create things that you don't like because of your own actions or somebody else's, conquer them. Don't be defeated by them. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Sensei is S-E-N-S-E-I. Leonelli is L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. And that's at Gmail. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at TSKSmithtown.com. You can find <coughs> excuse me, us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at TS. MMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSKSmithtown.com. You can find all the links to everything. If you go to my Instagram profile, I have a link tree and you can get everything there for all the things that I'm involved in, Tiger Shulman's and otherwise. Beyond that, my friends, please make sure that you leave a rate and a review just helps. Make sure you guys subscribe, get new episodes every Wednesday, and share the podcast with your friends because we all know somebody who needs a little bit of mindset in their life. With that being said, my friends, invest in yourselves. Until next time, I'll see you guys on the map.